0: This is the Positive EQ Perspective, where you'll find a more positive outlook on life by developing your emotional intelligence. My name is Kirsty Gwynn, I'm a coaching psychologist and speaker, and I'm passionate about helping people to experience more calm, contentment, and joy every day. Today we're talking about how to change a bad habit. So when there's a habit that you just can't kick, it can feel really frustrating. Maybe you know that you'd feel a lot better about things if only you could stop procrastinating, give up smoking, or resist the urge to impulse buy. And chances are these goals are pretty important to you, so why do they feel so hard to change? Why do habits often feel impossible to change? Before I understood how habits worked, I felt really frustrated too, and often hopeless about my ability to change my behaviour in some instances. For one thing, I saw myself giving up on some of my biggest life goals, all because I had the habit of turning away every time it got too hard. And that's just one of the habits I didn't like but couldn't seem to change. But now that I understand how habits work and how I can help myself to overcome them, I feel confident that I can make my behaviour what I want it to be and that is so empowering. So whatever behavior you feel isn't serving you, in today's episode, that's what I want to give give to you. I want to share with you how you can get back in control rather than that habit being in control. I also invite you to stick with me until the end of the episode because I'm going to share with you a personal story of how I've used the methods that um, I share with you today to overcome a bad habit that was not only keeping me stuck, but keeping me in a lot of pain. So before you can truly overcome a habit, you need to understand what's driving that habit. And a lot of the time we think that the habit is about the behavior itself. So maybe you tell yourself the story that you keep spending money because, and money that you don't have, because you simply like having new stuff, right? It makes you feel good or maybe you believe that you reach for another slice of cake because let's be honest cake just tastes really good <laughs> but it's usually a lot deeper than that so if we take a look at how habits work right just to start off habits are formed in three parts so there's a trigger right there's this is sometimes called the cue so this is kind of what triggers the behavior so there's the trigger there's the behavior or the habit right so you've you've obviously probably you have one in mind right now, and then there's the reward, right? so it starts out with that trigger, something happens that causes you to engage in that behavior, and the reason that you engage in the behavior is because it provides you with some sort of reward, so getting curious and asking yourself, well, what is it for me, right? what is the reward? Um so, for example, maybe when you're working on a task and it starts to feel difficult, there's a natural discomfort in that. And the task feels difficult, maybe some self-doubt starts to come up, that inner voice starts saying, this is too hard, I can't do it. And by shifting focus, by deciding to put the task off for another day instead, you know, saying, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow or next week or just before the deadline, you feel relieved in this present moment right, because right now the discomfort can soften and then you can do something that feels a little easier and more comfortable and probably a lot more fun. So the reason that you're procrastinating is because of that discomfort and the relief that procrastinating brings, right, so the trigger is kind of that discomfort and you know that if, if I then procrastinate, I'm going to get this relief, I'm going to feel you know, freed from that, I'm going to feel better. Let's look at another example. So maybe you feel stressed, uh, so you reach for a cigarette. And through smoking, you feel calmer. Right? So stress is the trigger, while the reward is the stress relief, that calm feeling. So whatever habit you have in mind today, right, this is going to be individual to all of us, it's important to first identify what is it that is prompting the behavior. And A lot of the time, this is a feeling of discomfort of some sort. So maybe it's a feeling of inadequacy. You might feel vulnerable or afraid, doubting your inability to do whatever you're trying to do. Then the next question is, how does the behavior, the habit, help you to relieve that discomfort? What are you getting out of the behavior? What reward are you getting? And if you kind of get curious and get quiet about that and think about it, you might find that, oh, I, I actually I feel a lot calmer or things feel easier or more comfortable if, after I engage in that behavior or perhaps while I'm engaging in that behavior. Or maybe I, I simply get to shift focus and take my mind off things for a bit. And even if that's momentary relief, even if it harms me in the long run, that momentary relief is often what's driving it and motivating us. So the problem, of course, with a bad habit is that, as I said, you know, as much as it's giving you this relief, it is also harming you in some way, or at least you feel, well, it's not serving me or it's not serving my goals. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to change it, right? There must be some sort of negative consequence, but that negative consequence is usually down the line. And I think it's important, you know, to, to say this, to acknowledge this, because we don't do anything for no reason at all, right? A lot of the time we get, we're so hard on ourselves or we're so frustrated with ourselves for engaging in a certain habit, we feel really controlled by that habit. And all all we're really aware of is like, oh, it's harming me or it's not, you know, it's keeping me from achieving my goals. And I think part of self-compassion, kind of honoring ourselves, is recognizing that if we're engaging in that habit it must be satisfying something that we need and identifying that i believe is a form of valuing ourselves and building self awareness like trusting that you know we we have a in you know air quotes a good reason for doing it we're getting something out of it and you know because surprise not only are we talking about overcoming a bad habit here but valuing yourself enough to meet your own needs now right now the way that you might be meeting that need is one that you don't feel so good about in a way that you don't feel so good about and what we're doing through overcoming the habit is we're going to find a way to still meet that need but doing it in a way you feel good about in a way that serves you better Okay, so let's say that we've identified what's driving the habit. So we've identified what the trigger is and we've identified what the reward is, what we're getting out of it, what's driving it. Let's now talk about changing our reaction to the trigger as the first way that we can go about changing the habit. So whatever feelings, whatever discomfort comes up for you as that trigger when we feel that, we'll usually respond by engaging in the behavior to get away from that discomfort, right? So as I said, it's often that there's going to be some sort of release of that discomfort or relief from getting away from it or we'll feel, feel better in some way. And instead of engaging in the behavior to get away from this discomfort, what we want to try instead is something that we can call urge surfing, right? So we can think of that trigger, Um as kind of prompting this urge to engage in the behavior. So that trigger will happen, right? We don't have much control over that. There's obviously something that's coming up and and where we wanna intervene is whether we engage in the behavior. So when that urge to engage in that behavior comes up, instead of reacting to it, right? If we're reacting to it, we're often just gonna go and, and, and do the behavior as a result. Instead of reacting to it, we're going to shift focus and we're going to just take a step back and notice that urge in a non-judgmental way. So that means that we shift from thinking about how we feel and what we want to noticing how it feels in our body. Right? So that urge is gonna have a lot of thoughts with it, you know. Oh, I want I want to engage in that behavior, I need that relief. And instead we're going to turn our attention, you know, out of our mind into our bodies. So um, I know that when something feels difficult for me, I've noticed that I start to clench my jaw, right? And I get this tightness in my chest that's kind of a, a pushing down feeling. So it's quite an, an anxious feeling, in fact. And instead of reacting to that, right? Instead, what I would try to do is to take a step back and allow those feelings to just be. So when those thoughts start, you know, that those feelings start prompting those thoughts, I just shift my focus back to what I notice. Right? So I notice that tightness, that tension in my jaw. I notice that feeling in my chest. And I just try to allow those feelings to be there. I really try to do this mindfully. So what that means is noticing the physical sensations without making them bad. Often what's driving those thoughts is that we, we notice this discomfort and we think, this is a bad feeling or I can't take it, I don't, I don't want this feeling to be here. And if we just instead allow them to be, we say, well, it's not a bad feeling, it's not a good feeling, it's just a feeling. It means that we can move you know, we're no longer you we're know, we moving to acceptance we're no longer trying to get rid of those feelings instead we're just sitting with them so that we have a lot more control over our response i find it really helpful to imagine the discomfort as a wave so this imagery is kind of echoed in this urge surfing idea that this urge is going to rise and fall and we just surf it so to speak Sitting with that discomfort, allowing it to be there without getting too caught up in it, knowing that that urge, you know, it's going to kind of reach a peak and then it's going to dissolve, it's going to reduce and we can just really ride that wave. And from that place, we can then make a different choice about our behavior, which brings us to that next section. So then we can go about replacing that behavior. So maybe when it comes to habits in the past, you've been told to simply do something else instead of the habit, like to distract yourself in a way, perhaps. And the reason that this advice often doesn't work is because whatever you decide to do instead doesn't necessarily give you the same reward. So you might feel like, well, Eating a celery stick does not exactly hit the spot in the same way as having another chocolate chip cookie does. And that's exactly it. Whatever you decide to replace the habit with needs to give you the same reward as the original habit behavior did. So if the reason that you were doing it is because it makes you feel calmer or more comfortable, then... Whatever you replace that habit with, whatever behavior you decide to do instead, it needs to give you that same reward. It needs to meet that need just in a different way. So if we consider the procrastination example, where we're trying to get away from how hard it felt and and maybe the self-doubt that comes up, or the anxiety around that, we could respond to that discomfort by urge surfing right so we feel that discomfort we have this urge to procrastinate and put the task off and go and shift attention do something else we respond by urge surfing being more accepting of that discomfort and then what we know is that oh well when I you know when I went and procrastinated maybe I felt that relief I felt more comfortable right and I felt maybe You know, I didn't have to feel so unconfident, so I felt more confident perhaps. So what we might do is instead of procrastination, think, is there something I could say to myself that would make me feel more confident in that moment? So you can choose whatever it is. Maybe something like, this is hard and it'll get easier with time. Or just affirming, I can do hard things, right, when that fear comes up. One of my favorite things to say to myself when, you know, I'm feeling that discomfort of something feeling difficult, sometimes I'll just say to myself, like, what would my future self want me to do, right? So often I'll pair that with, right, yeah, I, you know, I can do this, but what would my future self want me to do? And that just helps me to say, oh, okay, you know, procrastination um, in the long term is not really what I want. So if you're doing a habit to relieve stress or anxiety, let's say like smoking, having another drink, or even losing your temper at someone, using some mindfulness techniques. So that means you know, shifting into your senses, right? So saying, okay, as those thoughts start racing and that stress is really building up, maybe feeling my feet on the floor and noticing what I can you know, hear around me, or maybe taking some slow, deep breaths and really focusing on that breath can help you to release that stress and feel calmer both of those practices and numerous you know other mindfulness techniques are going to help you to anchor in the present and feel calmer and so it's still going to give you that same reward that that behavior does but of course in a way that serves you better and feels healthier and if you're doing something to comfort yourself or to feel more worthy so you know maybe the trigger is this feeling of unworthiness or feeling neglected, then why not instead give yourself some comfort through saying something kind to yourself and maybe taking care of yourself in some way, doing something that really nurtures your well-being and helps you to feel comforted in a way that you feel good about ultimately. So I wanted to end with a story of a bad habit that I used these same techniques to overcome. So back in 2013, I injured my back, and in the months that followed, as that original injury healed, I was left with a lot of back tension. Right? So even as the um as the original injury, you know, that only stuck around for uh, four to six months. Even as that had healed, I was left with a lot of muscle tension, um, which created its its own pain and I developed this really bad habit of clicking my back so because my back was so tense I was going to able to uh, you know to shift to move from that discomfort um, and and you feel that click and and feel a relief right now for years when I would admit this to physiotherapists and chiropractors they would tell me that I needed to stop One explained to me that I was essentially whiplashing my spine over and over, constantly inflaming the vertebrae and keeping the tension around. So, this was really preventing me from recovering. However, kind of knowing how bad it was for me only actually seemed to make it worse because I became even more stressed, right, about this behavior. And it was such an automatic habit to me my back would just feel tighter in pain and without even thinking about it before I knew what I was doing, I'd click it. And then now that I knew how bad it was, I I would then also become more stressed about it. That would create more tension. I click more often. You can imagine the cycle. And I felt, you know, for, for years being told to stop but being unable to, I just felt really hopeless about my ability to ever stop being in pain in this way. And once I learned the positive perspective skills, I looked a little closer at what was happening and realized that it actually wasn't just some random automatic habit like I thought. I thought I'd just gotten into this routine and I was stuck doing it. But I approached it with curiosity, like I've invited you to do to get curious about, well, why am I really doing this? Right? What's the trigger? What's the reward? So my trigger was the discomfort from feeling tense, and the behavior was then clicking my back, and the reward, what I was really getting out of it, was the few brief seconds of relief that I felt afterwards from that pain, from that discomfort. And so I knew that I had to find another way to respond to this discomfort, and that had to meet that need of relief right? i had to kind of help that tension to soften and to feel more relieved in a way that wasn't harming me in the long term and keeping me in pain so when i first tried urge surfing i was often too late right i had done um i had clicked my back done that behavior before i'd even had a chance to notice i was uncomfortable often i'd just be kind of working on something next time click my back Oh you get so frustrated and i had to be really kind to myself about that and trust that i would get better at noticing with time and i share that because i think this is so important as we're changing a habit self compassion is such a big part of change if i was you know being self critical towards myself uh, getting angry that i hadn't you know noticed then i think it would have taken me a lot lot longer to overcome it right so as you're doing this as you start trying to respond differently to whatever discomfort is coming up for you you know sometimes it'll feel like we're not getting there and, and just trusting that you will get better at noticing it with time and, and intervening with your response and that's exactly what happened for, for me so over time I was able to catch myself before I clicked my back right just noticing that pain that discomfort and this really strong urge to click I was surprised by how strong it was but what I do instead is I would I would just pause and I notice that discomfort and I just allow that tightness to be there right trying to just urge surf so to speak I just imagine that wave of tension or um tightness rising and falling coming and going and then I also took some deep breaths, and you know, i trying to get that relief in another way. Took some deep breaths and just imagined the tension just draining from the muscles. So trying to get that same relief that I was getting from the clicking behavior, but in a healthier way. And what was amazing to me was how the urge to click would pass with time. Right? And that uh, by responding in this way, that discomfort would rise and fall. I was amazed to notice that it could do that even if I didn't engage in the behavior. If I just sat with it. And what was so unexpected was that I started automatically using this process <laughs> rather than um, clicking my back. So when that discomfort would come up, it was like my brain just opted to say, oh, well, this strategy is kind of working better, <laughs> right? So we're gonna sit with this discomfort this instead and and we're just gonna breathe, right, and and release it. And then I would just, you know, move on with my day. And within just a few weeks, I had cut this behavior down dramatically, so much so I was kind of working on this uh, privately. I had, you know, I'd said to my husband, oh, I'm, I'm trying this thing, right? He ended up commenting, Wow, I've noticed such a difference that you've, you you you're barely doing this behavior that you can do all the time um, anymore. And what I love about this experience in particular is I think that we can be so hard on ourselves about our bad habits, but when we find a different way to meet our needs, a better way, we can trust that we'll start using uh, choosing that instead. So I really believe that. You know, when we're not out there trying to sabotage ourselves, as we often might think, we're just trying to meet our needs. And maybe if you have a bad habit that you're trying to overcome, maybe you're currently meeting that need in a way that you're not proud of, that isn't working for you. And I hope that today's episode has helped you to find a way to, to meet that need in a, in a better way, in a way that you can feel good about. Well, that's it from me. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Every subscriber counts and it means that this information can reach more people. Thank you and I'll see you next week on the Positive EQ Perspective. If you're looking to calm negative thoughts, accept yourself and live joyfully, then you need my free roadmap to overcome negative thinking. You'll discover seven steps to follow, as well as three mistakes most people make trying to improve their mindset and life that only make things worse. Visit positiveeq.com forward slash free. That's positiveeq.com forward slash free.